Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Teacher Talks. My name is Ben Barber. I am your host for this show. And today I have another excellent guest um, continuing with our series uh, with faith leaders. We have a, a wonderful um, a wonderful man who I have uh, never met before this conversation, which I'm very excited about, although he has come highly recommended uh, from a wonderful mutual friend. Um, Live with us right now from Greensboro, North Carolina, is Reverend Tom Warren. Hello, uh, hello, Reverend Warren. How are you? I'm well. Nice to meet you, Ben. Uh, on on uh, on this technology, <laughs> I love it. This this has um, this has given us the opportunity to connect with so many people that that we would not normally um, be able to connect with, and uh, and you know, I really I really am uh, am grateful every day for that. Um. So you are uh, the priest at the uh, at Peace United Church of Christ in Greensboro, North Carolina. I hope that I said that right. Yeah, Peace United Church of Christ. I'm the pastor here at this church and have been for about uh, close to nine years now. Is it okay? So I now I work with multiple UCCs, um, <laughs> and it is it is pastor, not priest. There is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Yes. Well, um, I my apologies for that, um, mm -hmm. and also my apologies to. <laughs> to, to to Pastor Krista and and Ruth and all of the ones that I have talked to for the last multiple years. Um, how long have you been? Uh, how long have you been in ministry? So I graduated from seminary in uh, 1996 and took my first church in uh, July of 1996. So I guess I've been at it close to 25 years. Awesome. Have you always been uh, in in the North Carolina, the, the northern North Carolina area? No, I my first congregation was in uptown New Orleans, Louisiana, and I was there for almost six years. My second congregation was in a place called Pleasant Hill, Tennessee, which is not too far from Knoxville. And I was there for 11 years and I've been here in Greensboro for close to nine Awesome. Um, I love Greensboro. Greensboro is one of my favorite places, uh, in the world. I, my, um, my uncle, uh, owned a car dealership down there, um, in, in Madison. And, uh, and, and we used to go there on summer vacation, um, and, uh, and hang out on, um, on Blues Lake, uh, nearby. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of your area. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and, and that's incredible. Um, so what, uh, what are some of the changes that you've seen in, in being a pastor for so long for, for 25 years? Um, you know, what are some of the ebbs and flows and how, and how you communicate with your congregation and how, and how people come, come and find church, uh, you know, people attendance wise, like what are some of the biggest things that you've seen change in the last 25 years? Well, I mean, we're we're continuing to do ministry in a very uh, difficult context, and and by that I don't mean just the pandemic, but even prior to the pandemic, um, there's all kinds of statistical evidence now that mainline Protestant churches, in particular, are on the decline and have been probably for forty or fifty years. Less and less people are naturally inclined to get involved with a local congregation. Um, we've just become, in, in some ways, much more secular nation. 
Um, and um, it's so, you know, church used to be kind of second nature. It was the place where people found friends and did a lot of their socializing, made connections in the community. But uh, there's just so many options now in our culture and so much else going on on Sunday mornings that um, many, many churches have been closing over the years. And um, it's it's ministry is very difficult at, at these times. And with all the division in our culture, it makes it even more complicated. Absolutely. Um do you, I, I personally have found, and I don't know if this would ring true to you though, um, that, that while, uh, the overall, and I mean, I'm, I'm, so I, I work with churches all the time, uh, for, for live streaming their services and for social media and, um, and, and all of that sort of, uh, digital outreach. Um, and, some of the things that we've noticed, like I, I, I was in a uh, sort of like a, a board of directors meeting for the church the other day where I was, you know, I was facilitating it. I had nothing to do with the actual meeting, but, um, but they were talking about, you know, uh, baptisms being down and Sunday school classes being down and, uh, and um, that the, the, there was a projection for, for example, for the Episcopal church to, to maybe not be around by 2050 mm -hmm. um, if the continued uh, rate of decline happened However, um, there were other things like like uh, pledges going up and new members occasionally going up and uh, and and these these sort of wonderful signs that maybe um, that maybe all of all of these distractions uh, and 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 bad things could could have maybe started bringing people back towards the faith. Have you found that at all in the last couple of years? Well, in our local congregation, we just did get done with our stewardship campaign uh, in the fall, and we were pleasantly surprised that for the folks that are uh, still committed to the church here, our membership, uh, the giving was quite robust, um, and that's people who are you know long-term members, very dedicated to the to the continuance of the congregation. Um, so yeah, there is some of that. Um, we haven't. Prior to the, once the pandemic hit, um, it's been really kind of a rocky road. I mean, we have been doing live streaming, but you know, the, the essence of the church, as we understand it at least, is the in-person community coming together for worship and for mission activities and Bible studies. And we're just now trying to get that all going again. Um, and of course the Omicron um, surge uh, set us back again. Once, you know, we kind of thought we were turning a corner not too long ago, and yet here we are again with, with lots of people sick and people, especially older members, very concerned about getting together. So yeah. it, it does it does seem like every time we think we're about ready to come around a new corner, uh, something else happens. So it's been it's been very challenging. What was that like? What did so so take me back in time about twenty months, uh, twenty one months. What did um, what did the beginning of COVID look like at, at your uh, church? Well, I think uh, at our church, and maybe it's similar to others. We we of course had no idea what we were in for. Um, we we thought that it would be a momentary glitch, maybe six weeks. 
maybe three months, um, and then it would pass. Um, but as it as it got worse and worse, then we uh, were forced, which was not a bad thing, but we were forced to take our services online, and we live stream on Facebook, which is something we'd never done before. So in that way, the pandemic has forced local churches that basically are pretty traditional uh, to to sort of get up with the times and um, you know do live streaming and and other social media. We have a Facebook page and and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, when it first hit, I think we were all just kind of and I, and I'll certainly claim it. Um, we were just kind of thinking this will be a momentary glitch and it will pass and we'll get on to the what we usually do. Right. But you know, it shut down our choir, it shut down our Bible study groups, it shut down most of our outreach to the community, um, and so. Uh, I think we were all just kind of stunned, and now we're we're sort of done with that, um, frustrated, and and think we're at the point where we're going to be like, okay, we're going to live with this now into the future. It's not going away. Uh, so how do we make a go of things in this new normal? I have to say, I usually um, I usually tell a story on this show when I'm talking to uh, to to um, faith leaders that, uh, of, of how, when I'm doing a church service, when I'm producing a church service, which I'm usually doing, you saw, you actually, unfortunately caught a little bit of a glimpse of the, the behind the scenes stuff before we started. And I'm, uh, thank you for bearing with me for that. Um, but I'm at like three computers at my desk, at my house and controlling everything from here and, uh, and doing all of this stuff. And I always think about my, my grandmother, um, who uh, was unable to go to church uh, for for the last fifteen years of her life because of mobility issues, and um, and how much she would have loved being able to to still be a part of her congregation every Sunday, uh, and and uh, and while I and you know while that is absolutely true and it's a story that if anybody's ever heard this show they've definitely heard me talk about before. Um, for me, this Christmas actually, your church was was uh, was was a had a beautiful moment for me. Um, and and you don't know this, but uh, so my parents passed away in 2020. Um, my my mom passed of COVID on Christmas, uh, and in 2020. And um, I uh, grew up Baptist. Um, still consider myself a, a, a Baptist, uh, went to, uh, a, a small Baptist church, uh, with my mom since I was three years old or, or younger. Um, and a lot of the work that I'm doing now, uh, because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's usually larger denominations and, and larger community churches that are, uh, paying for the, the types of technology that I'm using for this. Um, I have not gone to my church, you know, in a really long time. And this was my first Christmas without both of my parents. And, um, you know, I really like, and, and my church is a very tiny community church that does not do any live streaming or anything like that. And, um, I was like, I miss Christmas there. I miss the feeling of that type of church rather than like the, the, the grand, not that there's anything wrong with it, but the, the grand, um, pageantry of like the Episcopal service. Um, for example, like I, I, I missed that. And, uh, and then I was talking to Anne, um, who, who, uh, works, um, for your church 
uh, and as a friend of mine and how you and I met. And uh, she was telling me about how she sang um, at church that morning. And I was immediately like, I can go look that up on Facebook and watch a little bit of your, your live stream service. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and she sang go tell it on the mountain in church, which was wonderful. And you can check it out on, on their Facebook page. Um, and, uh, and it was a really special moment for me because that was a song that we sang every single year that I was, that I was a little kid in the church choir singing and was my favorite song growing up. And, uh, and um, it connected me to my family in a very nice way. And uh, it was it was a profound moment on Christmas for me this year. Mm-hmm. And it was because of your church in North Carolina <laughs> doing a live stream service. And how absurd is that? You know, <laughs> that's really nice. So thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And I really oh, you're welcome. You you're welcome. And, uh, you know, we like to say God works in mysterious ways, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of the connection pieces that just to to sort of give a, another story along your lines is we have a uh, 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 long mission work in Cuba and uh, we now have a member of our church who is a Cuban person who lives in Cuba. It's a long story, but anyhow, she joins us for worship every Sunday as a member of our church from Santiago, Cuba, through our Facebook, and she puts in comments in this in the you know in the comment section, and it's in that sense it's it's a real great connective tissue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite part of of uh, of being a pastor? Well, there's a lot of different parts. Um, I mean, I enjoy preaching. I, I enjoy, you know, different community components of it. But I guess what I would say most of all is one of the real blessings of ministry is that people let you into the most intimate moments in their lives. So, you know, at the, at the, at the um, event of a birth, you're, you're welcomed in. Uh, particularly at the time of baptism. Um, when there's a marriage, you're welcomed in uh, leading the, the wedding service. Uh, when there's other life celebrations, you're often included. Uh, when there's death, you're critical to that funeral moment to celebrate a person's life. And I don't think a lot of people in our culture are welcomed into those very intimate moments in people's lives. And that seems like an honor to me every time uh, somebody would like my presence at those moments. So I think, to me, that's one of the gifts of ministry is that, that you are often in, in, invited, say, at the most joyous and sometimes the most difficult points in life, uh, a pastor is is welcomed in. And I, I find that very valuable. What is the most difficult part of, of being a minister? <laughs> the, the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've done, um, I think I've done about, uh, let's be, a, I'll give you a conservative number, but I've probably done 140 funerals in my ministry, maybe more, but let's say I've done 140. I don't like doing funerals. They're very difficult. Um, it's, you know, at a wedding, if you make a mistake, everybody laughs and it's just part of the fun of the day. 
But at a funeral, people come in wounded and emotional and sometimes with mixed feelings. And uh, leading a funeral service is a very delicate matter. I think I do them well because I've had so much practice at it. But I, if I could get rid of funerals tomorrow, uh, I would because they're 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 very important, but they're they're difficult to do because of the emotions that are that are present. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what piece of wisdom, uh, whether that be from from your time, um, you know, becoming ordained, or or your twenty five years in 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 uh, in the ministry, or um, or from a member of your congregation or something, what, what is a piece of wisdom that you keep coming back to that you found as a wonderful piece of advice from yourself or, or a piece of it for yourself or a piece of advice that you continue to give to others? Like what is, what, what is a piece of wisdom that you could share with, with the audience as we, uh, as we close out? Well, there's a lot of them, actually, but I'll, I'll share with you just a brief story. It may not even be the best one, but it's, it's, a good, it's a good one. There's a lot of wisdom that I've picked up from others. Um, one thing I would say is that I learn a lot, more, a lot more from my parishioners than they learn from me. There's no doubt about that. And uh, the story I want to tell you is that one time at my church in Tennessee, I gave a sermon where I lamented um, you know, during the course of the sermon, I lamented about basically how bad things are. Um, you know, I was talking about different social issues or whatever. I don't even remember at this point. But basically, I gave kind of a, a very sour critique of the way things are. And when um, when people came through the line to greet me, one of the uh, one of the members who was a retired pastor himself just said, just looked at me and said, Tom, I came through the civil rights movement, the anti-Vietnam War, uh, all of the turmoil of the 60s and 70s, the killing of Martin Luther King, JFK, uh, and so on. He said, he said, you need to be a little more humble about your judgment on, on how bad things are, because things are what they are. They're not terrible in all respects. Yes, there's always struggles. There's always difficult things that we that we face. But in the midst of all the struggles, there's great joys and great pleasures in life and great relationships to, to share. And so that was a moment where I, I kind of was checked. Uh, and, and the wisdom of this older minister just really helped me think, okay, uh, you know, there is there is history, there is a future, and um, we need to just take it one moment at a time. Thank you for sharing that with me. That was a that was a beautiful uh, that was a beautiful story. Um, are you uh, so? We're gonna put all of the contact information uh, for for the church in the description of this video and the description of this podcast. Wherever you're listening or watching to that, uh, you can find that out. Um, is your church? Uh, I, I know that UCCs are are an open and an open and uh, an inviting congregation. Are you looking for 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 members? Like, would you be interested in in people? That maybe listen to this anywhere in the country that liked it that that are are able to tune in on Sunday mornings and and uh, become a part of the congregation from wherever they are. 
Absolutely. We welcome people to to come through the doors in person, which we are doing. We we wear masks and we um, we cordon off every other pew so that there's social distancing and so forth. Um, so we welcome people to come in person. We welcome people to join us uh, on our live stream on Sunday morning at 1045. And we always encourage people to, if you watch, if you join us through the live stream, make a comment so that we know you're there. Because we, we actually have people from Mississippi that join us every week. We have a woman from Italy that joins us every week uh, or every, you know, every once in a while, not every week, but she's from Italy. She's consistently with us and people from other places. So it's really, that's the fun part of it is where we almost have potentially a global audience. That's, yeah. that's exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it really is. And, um, and it's, it's just a new, a new tool just to, to spread the, to spread the same message. Right. Yeah. And, and to do the same thing. And it's just casting a, casting a wider net and, um, and helping a larger, a larger community. So thank you so much. Uh, please come on again. I would love to talk to you more in depth, um, at some point in the future. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you, Ben. I've, I've enjoyed the conversation. I look forward to being with you again in the future. Absolutely. Have a nice day. Okay. Bye-bye. Reverend Tom Warren, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what a wonderful, what a wonderful person. If you are in the Greensboro area, please go check out, uh, please go check out Peace United. Um, fantastic. I, I had heard wonderful things about him and he absolutely 100% lived up to the hype. Thank you so much. If you know of a, uh, any sort of, uh, teacher, coach, professional, psychiatrist, therapist, um, faith leader, uh, who you think should be spotlighted, please let me know because I'd love to talk to them. And um, we'll see you next Sunday on Teacher Talks. Mm-hmm.